1: separate even if I ran away your love never fails I know I still make mistakes but you have new mercies for me every day your love never fails I never thought I'd reach the other side. Your love never fails. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in. What will be left when it's all over? After all the mudslinging, all the insulting, all the lying, to which it seems we've set a new low. The day after the election some will be left standing, others defeated. But we will all carry the wounds of fear, anxiety, hatred, distrust. In the wake of both triumph and pain, how do we move forward? Hope can't be found in the promises of broken people, but only in the sovereignty of a perfect God. He is not surprised by outcomes, and His purposes cannot be hindered. For this reason, we elect to put our hope in God, not a person. We elect to trust His certain plan, not our foolish ways. And we move forward believing God loves us, is in control, and is on the move.
0: It may become redundant for me to say this because we've been talking about 2020. This year has been a very uh, intense year. And next week, or this, this Tuesday coming up, uh, November the 3rd, is our general election in, uh, in the United States of America. And people will be voting for those who are called to lead our nation, our states, and our local governments. I think it's pretty symbolic or pretty amazing that uh, 2020 also commemorates 100 years since women were given the right to vote. So that's really, really big uh, as far as The church here in Oracle, Living Word Chapel, it's it's also a big year for us as well because uh, 2020, uh, we celebrate 25 years on Highway 77 as a church here that's been able to minister to to hundreds of people in this area. So so we're really, really blessed, even if this year has been a very uh, challenging year. To say the least, it's been a very, very big year. So, voting, that's what we're gonna be talking about. Uh, as Christians, how should we approach voting uh, in our country? First of all, it's a, it's a wonderful right that we have, it's a wonderful privilege that we have as Americans that we are able to vote and have our voice. Uh, in, in, in what's happening in our society. That's, that's very, very important. Um, and, and so I, I, I titled this message uh, Vote the Bible. And, and the reason for that is because as, as followers of Christ, uh, we're not called to join into all of the, the, the hate or, or all the smearing of candidates you know, there's enough of that going around. And my prayer for you that are that are watching today is that you're you're not partaking in that. You're not becoming a part of all the all the divide that is going on in this, this wonderful country that we call the United States of America. Uh, God is never the source of, of hate. And and Jesus is never the source of division. In fact, Jesus is, is one who who unites us with his purposes. And unites us to the love of God. And so the enemy is a master of division. And at times like this, we need the words of Jesus to be our guiding light. Uh, there's a lot of voices that people are hearing, uh, whether you're listening to, to voices on social media or you're listening to a, a news outlet or on a, uh, you know, different different avenues. Uh, there's a lot of voices, but, but the words of, of, of Jesus have to be our guide. And they, they are our guide if we uh, allow for them to be uh, what we are living by. And so in, in Matthew chapter 5, I, I want to go there. We're in, the, we're in a, a study in the book of Romans right now, but I'm, I'm going to switch. I'm, uh, and, and still stay in that mindset that, 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 that Romans speaks to uh, to us, how we get right with the one who matters, and then we are able to get right with everyone else. In fact, uh, Romans chapter 13, Paul talks to, to uh, God's people, and he says that we should submit ourselves to the governing authorities. Now, that's a, an incredible message for us, because we need to understand that that God wants us to impact not only our our peers, but He also wants us to impact our government. He wants for us to make a a, a glorifying impact in every facet of society. And so, so we're going to look at that after the election. That's we're going to come to that after the election. Right now, today, I want us to look at at uh, uh, a message that was preached by. Not, not, on, not, not only but, but Jesus Christ. And, uh, and Jesus said in, in Matthew 5, it's, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew 5, he says this. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. I'm going I'm to say that again. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. He goes on and he says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And he says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on its stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Now, from this text, he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to those that would follow him on on this uh, incredible sermon that he speaks from a mountainside. And as he's talking to all these people, what we find is that he's uh, saying two very important things. The first thing is that you're salt and the second thing is you're light. And as he, as he says that, um, it, it, it speaks to us about making a difference. Light allows us to see in the dark. Salt allows uh, us to really come against decay. It was used as a preservative in those days. And, and so it, it speaks to us about about as as children of God, we should be, we should be shining a bright light into dark places in our society, and we should be, we should be, uh, stopping and hindering the decay that is trying to to bring uh, damage into our world. And so, I, I put together three important truths. As we vote the Bible. And I, I read a blog by James Every White. And uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, man of God. And he talked about, you know, Christians and politics. And how, how do we address that? And so a lot of the, the, the thoughts that he had I, I thought were wonderful. And, and I've incorporated some of them. I want to give him credit for that. And so how, how do we vote the Bible? We start out by this. Voting the Bible means that you are first... And foremost, a Christ follower. As believers, we're called to make our world a better place. And the only way that we can make the world a better place is through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus in us, Jesus in us is the only good that we have. Outside of Him, outside of Him, all of us fall short. And that means everybody. Everybody that we're, that we're looking at. So, so the way that we make the world a better place is that you understand that you are first and foremost a Christ follower. Before you're a Democrat, before you are a Republican, you are a child of God. And the reason that's so important for us to understand is because political platforms can change, but God never does. Uh, James Every White. He 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 said this, and I, I, I want to quote this. He said, "As Christians, we may align with a party, but as Christ followers, we never stand under that party. We always stand over it, taking stands for Jesus wherever those stands may lead us." We are never to turn a blind eye or a deaf ear to what Jesus would clearly want us to see and hear just because it goes against our political party. The reality is is the reason that we stand above our political party is because we look and get our guidance from the one who is above everything. And the one that's above everything is God. And through the words of God, through, through the words of Christ, we allow truth to be our guide, not popularity. Our, our love is our badge, not hate. And that's why Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You know, we have to understand that in the days of Jesus, salt... The primary use of salt was as a preservative. It fought against decay. So when someone had a fish or had many fish, they didn't have a refrigerator or a freezer to put it into. So they would rub salt all over it to keep it from decaying. Uh, When they had lamb or meat and and, and they, they didn't want it to decay, they put salt on it to keep it from rotting. And you and I, beloved, we're called to prevent decay in every area that God has planted us in this world. No matter where you're at. So, so we're blessed to live in the United States of America, but can I tell you something? You're blessed to live in Mexico if you're from Mexico. You're blessed to live in, in, in Norway if you're from Norway. If you are a child of God, you are blessed to be wherever you are at. And what you're blessed to Be able to do is to stop the decay that is working against your society. As followers of Jesus, we work against the things that dishonor God and the things that hurt others. And the key word is we work. And for us to work, it takes action. Uh, John Stott, the, 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 the great theologian, put it like this, One can hardly blame unsalted meat for going bad. It cannot do anything else. The real question to ask is, where is the salt? In other words, meat is going to go bad if it's not cured. Isn't it amazing that they call uh, 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 salted meat meat that's been preserved, they call it cured meat? And, and, and that's who we are in society. We are the ones that we understand that people without God are going to decay. When, when I lived independently of God, my life was a mess. My, my life was a train wreck. My life became contaminated. The longer I lived without Jesus, the more that my life became de- depraved. My mind became depraved. My actions became uh, just uh, contaminated. And my words uh, were words of vulgarity. But Jesus came into my life and he cleansed my mouth. He cleansed my words. He cleansed my heart. And my heart being cleansed, it began to cleanse my actions and lead me in a way. That's the salt that comes from Christ. And that's exactly who we are in this world. So every follower of, of Christ is called to remove the negative effects of decay in this world. But you have to take action to do that. Notice what what Jesus said. What good is salt if it has lost its flavor? In other words, if it's not used, it's not going to have the flavor needed. Can you make it salty again? No, it will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. And that's exactly, as, as children of God, we're 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 here in this world to be used as vessels of God there, there's a parable where Jesus gives uh talks about a a rich man who or, who gives talents to to those that are that are his servants and one 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 of the servants uh got 10 talents one of the servants got 5 and one of the servants got 1 the one was 10 doubled it he used what God gave him. The one that, that, that had five talents, he used what that ruler, uh, which, which is a picture of God, gave him. The one that had one talent, he hid it in the ground. He didn't do nothing with it. And, and that's a picture uh, of who we are as we walk out the purposes of God in our life. We are the salt of the earth. And we're blessed to be able to to use this in every aspect of life and and voting is one of the places that we can use it. Now light, light also works for something. It it exposes the wrong and illuminates the right. Uh, There's a place in scripture that says, your word is a lamp unto my feet, the psalmist put. And, and, and as, we, as we incorporate the word of God, it, it's a light unto our, unto our, unto our path. It, it, it's, a, it's a light that keeps us from stumbling in this life. So Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And, and have you noticed that when you walk with Jesus, you have the ability to shine bright? God in us exposes the wrong and illuminates the right. And the right comes through his word. It, it directs us, it guides us, it helps us in whatever we're going through. So Christians, Christians, as we're shining bright, as, as we're walking out the purposes of God, as, as we walk out by his grace, all the things that he called us to do, he actually uses us to be the conscience of our society. In other words, we, because of Him and only because of Him, because of His grace, we're able to do things that we could never do before. We're able to walk it in, in, in this, this righteousness, this, this newness of life, and, and, and it makes a difference. Have you noticed that when you walk with the Lord, that people around you will say there's something different? about you. Uh, you, you know, and, and before you know it, you know, maybe they're, they they're cussing or when you first come around them, maybe you work with them. and before you, before you know it, they, they notice that you don't, you don't talk the same way as, as everybody else. They, they, maybe they're gossiping and, and they notice that you don't, you don't talk about other people like, like others do and, 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 and you speak positive. And before you know it, they're, 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 they're being in, engulfed into this, this newness. And, and they, when they cuss, they'll say sorry about that. And you say something like, "You know what? It's not me, don't worry about me." And, and, and you love them through it." Or, or all kinds of these, these things, they see the difference, because you are the conscience of this society. In fact, Martin Luther King and think about what, what Martin Luther King did, it is protesting and is protesting for, for the abolishment of slavery and the abolishment of, uh, of the things that, 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 that hindered uh, uh, with equal rights. And he said this, he said, we are not the master of the state or the servant of the state, but we are the conscience of the state. We're the conscience of the state. In other words, our country, our society is better because of us. Because we walk with Jesus. And it's not through violence. It's not through hate. Just think about the, the wonderful things that, that Martin Luther King stood for. He, he stood for the things that God stood for. And if you remember, uh, um, Billy Graham aligned himself with, with Martin Luther King. And, 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 and these two men of God, you know, th- there was a lot of criticism that came their way. And that's the reality, beloved, that as we walk the purposes of God, we don't join the hate. We don't join the slander. We don't join all of the things that hinder society. We're different. As God's people, we're different. So we vote the Bible. We understand that first and foremost, we're followers of Christ. You know, when, when, you, when you go and, and, and you see, uh, you, when we see our Father in heaven, when, when it's all said and done, it's not going to matter what political party you stood for. What's going to matter is if you aligned yourself with His Son, Jesus Christ. If you, give your, if you gave your life to Him, if you, if you followed Him, if, if you followed His purposes, if you walked in this newness that's what matters. And that's what changes societies. I, I, I've said this over and over that, that the change in our world doesn't come through the state, it comes through the church. It is through the church of the living God that people's lives are impacted, where we become new, where our hearts are restored, where our hearts are made different. We're not the same people we were. I believe so much different now than I did when, before I came to Christ. My mind is so much clearer. My heart is so much more loving than it was before I came to Christ. And so here's, here's the, the second truth. Voting the Bible means that we, number two, we trust the word of God and the Holy Spirit to guide us to discern who is the lesser of two evils. Now let me tell you why this is an important truth to live by. There is only one perfect person and that's Jesus Christ. And he's not on your ballot box. He's already sitting on his throne in heaven at the right hand of the father. He is already done his work. Um, so, so as we look, uh, there is, uh, there has never been a perfect candidate running for office. Uh, there will not be a perfect candidate running for office. Anyone who thinks so is fooling themselves there will, be, there will never be a perfect president or a perfect vice president or senator or congressman or mayor. But that's why God calls us to pray for our leaders. The Apostle Paul put it like this. He wrote to Timothy, and he said this, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Pause. Just pause right there. Why does God want us to pray for all people? Because all people need prayer. Instead of us slandering people, instead of us talking about people, instead of us, of us smearing people, what people need is prayer. Then he goes on. He goes on. He said, Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pause. Pause. Okay? Pray for them. Ask God. Ask God to help them. We are called to be praying for every person That's in our circle of influence, but we're called to pray for every leader as well because they need God's help. He goes on, pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. As Christians, we should never be a part of the problem. We should be a part of the solution. As followers of Christ we are called to be a part of the solution. That's why we're salt. Salt adds flavor to a tasteless meal. Salt adds flavor to a tasteless world. Salt makes people thirsty. We should be making people thirsty for the things of God and we should be preserving all the things that that cause decay. And so every election, every year, we are voting for the lesser of two evils, no matter who's running. No matter who's running, because every person falls short of the glory. If you put a person, if you put me on a magnifying glass, you will find faults. And I'm not running for office. I'm just saying... No matter who you put on a magnifying glass and you look at them through, through, through a lens, you will find out that they are not perfect. So when we have candidates, we should be looking at who is the one that is less of evil intent and who is more of doing things that align themselves with the purposes of God. That's exactly how we should be looking at it. We should do our homework to find who is a better candidate. We should be exercising spiritual discernment, discerning who uh, is the one that, that God would have there, that, that, that would bring glory to the things of Christ, that would have a heart for the things that God has a heart for. Remember what Jesus said in verse 15 no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So here's the thing. Which person is going to align themselves with biblical principles? Not not who is the most charismatic, not even the one that's most popular. We measure people that we vote for by the standards of the Word of God. Who is going to be closest to honoring God and honoring others. Who's going to protect the sanctity of life? Because God cares about every life. Every life. Those that are still in the womb. Just like those that are already walking in this world. God cares. And they should, we should care about those kinds of things as well. Treating humans and the human race with dignity and honor. We should be looking at that. We should be... Praying through each candidate. The, the, the prophet Micah put it like this. Uh, he has told you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. So as, as we are in the, in the word of God, our, our, our minds begin to align themselves with God's ways. The way that we look at the world begins to shift because we look through a different lens. And we look at truth number three, voting the Bible means that our political engagement is a Christian mind that is anchored in a biblical worldview. See, the the goal for us is to think and vote as a Christ follower. To, to be salt and to be light in every area of life. And you see, God's word, it applies to every area of our life. But but so many Christians are tempted to apply the Bible to a church setting. In other words, when you're in church, then you're, you're going to talk about the things of God. But when you when you leave church, then you become a different person. When you're at work... You're a different person when you're at school. You're a different person when you're at the polls. You think and especially act differently. And here's the thing. We have so many voices that are trying to to have you buy into their agenda. Social media, I talked about that. Talk radio, news outlets. But here's what the Word of God says. In Romans 12, it tells us, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. How you think is how you're going to vote. Has your mind been shaped By what you're watching and what you're hearing. And and we're talking about candidates. We're talking about political platforms. All these things. Has your mind been shaped by that? Have you been conformed to to the ways of this world? Or, Or are you being transformed by the renewing of your mind through the precious word of the living God? Because the way that you think is the way that you're going to vote and I'm telling you right now that if you're if you're submitted to a to a political party and if you if your allegiance is to a political party then then you may miss it because the purposes of God are written out in his word and his word is what changes the way that we live by the way that we think Here's what I come to find out is that, that Jesus, when he talks to us, he tells us, you are the salt. And he tells us, you are the light. In other words, we're, we cannot blame what we're doing on, on the way that we're raised, on the way that, we're, that we've been taught. Because if we align ourselves with the word of God, it begins to show us exactly what God thinks And what pleases him and I I think about these very important matters how do you view the the sanctity of life and the end of it and more importantly how does God look at that How, how do we look at immigration and treating foreigners and more importantly what does the Bible say about foreigners and how they should be treated what what is the world around you saying about gay marriage and more importantly, what does God's word say about the design of marriage as God defines it? How, how does God view the poor? And then we apply this to the way we vote. And, and here's what I want you to know, beloved. And At Living Word Chapel, we, we do not ever preach a political affiliation. And so I would say that to you. I'm not here to want to change the way that you vote or the, your political platform but what I am here to testify about is that there's truth and truth is found in God's word. And and, and in that truth, because Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, in that truth, we find out that we are called to make a positive difference in our society. We're called, we're called to stop the decay in our world. We're called to be a a beacon of of, of hope and a shining light, a bright light of love to people. And I will say this to you, that that every believer, every follower of Christ that has the ability to vote, and it's a privilege, it's an honor, we we should make our voice heard through our vote. My prayer for you, is that you will allow the Lord to guide you and that his will will be done. His will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven and that his purposes will be lived out through us as we live here. You're a difference maker for the glory of God. You're a a difference maker. And can I tell you something? God made such a difference in my life. When I, when I said yes to Jesus and I want to offer you an opportunity right now to say yes to the one that matters. To say yes to Jesus. And it's as easy as A, B, C. The A stands for admit that you're a sinner. Admit that your way is not the right way. The B stands for believe in Jesus. Put your trust in in someone who is greater than you. Put your trust in the one who paid the penalty that we deserve. Put put your trust in the one that that rose from the dead. And the C stands for confess him as your Lord and Savior. And so I wanna lead you in a prayer and I I just believe that there are many that are watching this morning that are watching this evening that, that you're at that place that you have, you're at a place of decision. You're at a place where you, you want to cross over the threshold of faith. So I want to lead you in this prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now, Lord. We thank you for speaking to our lives, speaking to my life. Lord, right now I just uh, admit that, uh, that my way is not the right way, Lord. I'm tired of trying to do life without you. So I admit that I'm a sinner. I also want to believe And place my trust in Jesus. I believe that he went to the cross. And he died for all my sins. I also believe that he rose from the dead on the third day. Just like the Bible said he would. And so today I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Now I want you to vote. And we're excited about about what's going to happen this this election. We're believing that God's going to be in control but we also are more excited that you gave your life to Jesus you said yes to Jesus and if you did we would love for you to put the hallelujah praise hands up just we're rejoicing with you i'm putting them up right now with you and we would love to for you in the comments to say i said yes to Jesus email us get a hold of us we we just want to pray for you at living word chapel we're a church that wants to love empower and transform you with and through the living word because the living word is what changes lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. So God bless you. Have a great week. Have a wonderful day. And uh, we just believe in great things for you.